If you listened to the last episode of the VET podcast, you may remember that animal physiotherapist Sarah Cruikshank mentioned hydrotherapy. In this episode of the VET podcast, let's find a little bit more about it. Hydrotherapy is where we use uh, essentially a body of water to help the rehab of our patients. What then is the difference of somebody taking their dog down to the river or the sea and throwing them in thinking that it's going to make a difference to their injury? Let's ask somebody who knows. So I'm Hannah. I'm the hydrotherapist at Veterinary Specialists Auckland at the Sylvia Park Hospital. You are listening to The Vet Podcast, presented by veterinarian Dr. Brian Greger from New Zealand. Join us as we discuss pet health issues from around the world. Hannah, what is hydrotherapy? So hydrotherapy is where we use uh, essentially a body of water to help the rehab of our patients. Um, So for us, that's an underwater treadmill. Other places have pools that can be used as well, but we just utilise the underwater treadmill. What then is the difference of somebody taking their dog down to the river or the sea or to a lake and throwing them in thinking that it's going to make a difference to their injury? I would assume that you are doing a little bit more scientific treatment than that. Yeah, yeah, it's a little bit more targeted than that. I mean, um, you know, the beach can be a great place um, for dogs to go and, and have a great time but what what we're trying to do is quite specific with our rehab we can really hone in on certain aspects of rehab that we're we're trying to you know certain goals that we're trying to achieve and the water is uh, in, in our treadmill anyway it's it's 30 degrees so it's a nice therapeutic temperature not like your the ocean which I hate to think how cold that is at the moment. You need a qualification to undertake hydrotherapy? Technically no you don't need a qualification to undertake hydrotherapy in New Zealand. There is a regulatory body which is the New Zealand Association of Canine Hydrotherapists or NZ Arch for short and to join that you do need a, a base qualification uh, which is usually a certificate or a diploma in, in hydrotherapy and that ensures that everyone has the right um, you know it's got you've got a base knowledge of the anatomy you, you know you can be relevant in your practice and you can really hone in on your clinical techniques and make sure that you're doing it in a safe way for yourself and for the patient as well. If people are interested in taking their animals to get hydrotherapy done they should obviously be checking that the therapist is qualified and able to do the job that they want so will that be advertised how do people know? In centres around New Zealand, you can see if a a hydrotherapy clinic has a blue tick uh, sticker in their window or on their website even, that shows that they're an accredited centre and they've met the minimum standards or for to become part of the NZ Arch group. And so you know you're getting quality service and you know that they're in contact with the vets as well. So vet referral is a big part of that as well. We don't do anything unless we have been referred a patient by a vet or without asking a vet's permission, running the clinical plan past them first. Are hydrotherapists normally associated with vet practices or are they standalone businesses normally? They're not always associated with vet practices. They can be standalone. We're uh, kind of an in-service to the to veterinary specialists it's all under the same roof but likewise you know we do patients that come from out of town we then all the surgeons here will refer on to another hydrotherapy center the the main thing to take from that is that if it's a a vet's decision or um, you know the vets have kind of pointed a patient in that direction then you know that they're providing you with a center that they're happy with. Where do you train to become a hydrotherapist? 
uh, you can train uh, all over the world, actually. But uh, unfortunately, in New Zealand, there's no, there's not a New Zealand company or um, academy, I guess, at the moment to offer that course. We've got satellite centres where you can enrol for a course through a college in the UK, and that's Canine Hydrotherapy Services. And New Zealand has a couple of satellite centres where people can complete their in-person, I guess, or physical experience or their in-person assessments and you can do your coursework online, but otherwise you do have to fly over to the UK, uh, which obviously at the moment in the current climate is probably not ideal. So, um, yeah, the satellite centres will be really useful actually going forwards, I think. What species can you treat with hydrotherapy? I mean, I see pictures of dogs getting hydrotherapy treatment. I guess these horses that you see training in these pools of water is is a form of hydrotherapy. How about cats? Can you give hydrotherapy to cats? Yeah, absolutely. We've we've had a few cats. I'd say we've, we've probably had about four or five cats through. Uh, you'd have to pick them carefully. And usually it's actually, it's um, the way that it's happened is it's been the owners who have been in for physio and we've been they've been in that particular room and they've said, oh, you know, what's that? And they get talking about the underwater treadmill and, and they'll say, oh, my cat would love that. You know, it tends to be your, um, the cats that I've had has been the more exotic breeds like your Burmans and your, and your Burmese and things like that that are just a little bit... Um, they're quite confident, aren't they? And they're almost like dogs in cat bodies. So I know my cat particularly probably wouldn't enjoy hydrotherapy very much. But I think if they're quite outgoing and they're quite calm, it's actually I've been really surprised with how much you can actually do with them if you're, you know, you approach it calmly and logically. And yeah, they've uh, we've had a few spinal cats come through. It's been great. If you've got a dog or a cat that doesn't want to get into the water, you've got tricks to get them in. Yeah, yeah, we do. I think over the years, you try and pick how they might react. Sometimes, well, you know, with animals, you can, you think they're going to do one thing and they do the complete opposite. So we make it quite a fun experience. Um, we get our um, our owners to bring toys and their favorite treats and we have treats as well. But yeah, some dogs, you know, look, they just, they, they don't like water. But if they're calm enough that they can be, I don't want to say persuaded into it, but, you know, almost just make them make it a positive experience we're not going to hurt them we're not going to you know do anything too scary so once they realize oh it's just warm water a few treats and a toy they're you know they're pretty happy with that what's the difference i suppose clinically between giving them treatment in a pool and a treadmill do you because i think you said that you, you you can do both are there advantages of one over the other? Do you use one for a particular condition and another for a different condition? Yeah, so I guess the biggest difference between the using a pool and an underwater treadmill is the weight-bearing aspect of it. Swimming, obviously, they've, it's complete, completely non-weight-bearing, and you do get some different forces going through the joints. So there's, there are pools there that you can um, people have made little platforms and stuff so you can have a weight bearing aspect to the session they're not swimming the whole time but certainly with the treadmill you're really focusing on your gait patterning increased load through certain areas optimal weight distribution and things like that obviously with with a hydrotherapist in the pool it is it is controlled and it's safe whilst a dog's swimming it's very difficult to facilitate their movement uh, so in the treadmill you get high you know you can get high quality control over and what they're doing and, and really facilitate their movement to kind of really help achieve your goals, essentially. You mentioned earlier that the water's a nice balmy 30 degrees. Does the temperature of the water make any difference to the treatment or is it just for the, the enjoyment of the animal? 
Yeah, I think definitely you, you want to be able to keep the water between 28 and 32 degrees is kind of an optimal, what we call like a therapeutic temperature. So that's a nice temperature where we can do lots of soft tissue work as well and help facilitate optimal muscle activation and movement, especially for those dogs that really, if we're trying to stretch them, that's going to be more effective in slightly warmer water compared to colder water where it's they might be a little bit tense. And certainly as a hydrotherapist as well, it's a bonus that it's a bit warmer because you want to be in there with them. It's just it's it's just a pleasant um a pleasant environment for them to be in without being, you know, it's not hot like a spa, but yeah, it's 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 a nice temperature to be able to work in and, and achieve all your all your outcomes. So you're saying that you're in the pool with them. When you have got an animal on a treadmill you're in the same pool with them or is it in a chute or something that they're walking up? So depending on uh, what treadmill you have, our, our treadmill has got plates that for the therapist to stand either side whilst the treadmill's moving. But essentially I'm in, in a treadmill with uh, with the dog for, for however long and um, that there are different treadmills that, you know, the therapist is on the outside and the treadmill belt actually moves up and down in the water. So it's more kind of ergonomic. But yeah, our treadmill, we just, me and the dog, we're in there together and um, yeah. Is there anything else in the water or is it just water? Yeah, just water. So even though earlier I said about the owners bringing toys and things, we don't actually encourage dogs to have toys in the treadmill with them as such or playing around, splashing around. A, it affects their movement, but B, you know, we don't want them inhaling any water or anything like that. So it's more for the encouragement, but just water and myself and the dog. (laughs) Can we just move on now to the actual physical uses of hydrotherapy i guess the the one that comes to mind is treating injury post-op or spinal or whatever uh, that would be the main reason that you're using hydrotherapy yeah yep so um, we get a lot of, especially being a surgical hospital at vsa we do get a lot of post-op and pre-op dogs as well actually but also a large chunk of our caseload are your geriatrics so your dogs that have osteoarthritis or your degenerative joint diseases that come in for maintenance and the hydrotherapy just helps them have such a better quality of life and they can be so much more functional at home but yes post-op pre-op geriatrics dogs that have done themselves an injury at the beach or the park or something that just need a relatively short stint of rehab to get them going maybe they haven't or will not have an an operation but yeah we can be there to kind of help them along their way and and um, help them recover One, one of the uses then would be possibly in certain conditions to avoid having to do surgery yeah, absolutely. We do get those those dogs as well, and and um, you know some even if surgery has been recommended or if surgery has been kind of put out there as a as a treatment, a lot of owners just say, look, we've we've been with physio, um, the dog's going well. Can we just continue with that and reconvene at a later stage if needed? But we do get a we do get dogs. A good example actually is your um, cruciate injury dogs that quite often have cruciate disease in both hind limbs and they might have already had an operation on one of the legs and the other one might be brewing or or almost about to rupture maybe but we find that quite often we can certainly even if dogs do need a surgery later on uh, we can definitely kind of postpone that for quite a decent amount of time actually and in some cases they don't actually go ahead and have a second surgery because they can they kind of recover from the first one and strengthen and condition without that second surgery. Now, I'm having visions here at the moment of aquarobics. Overweight dogs, is is there a place for weight control with hydrotherapy? 
Yeah, absolutely. That's another, that's a point that I didn't bring up before, but we do get dogs that are overweight and they just need almost like a fitness and conditioning program. Sometimes the surgeons will send them, those dogs come to us if they actually do need a surgery and it might not even be an orthopedic surgery. It might be, you know, some sort of medical issue, but if the dog's significantly overweight, that's a, you know, a, a an extra risk for anesthetic and the surgeons will say look come back to me in six to eight weeks when you've when your dog's lost five to ten kilos so we get those dogs as well and 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 they love it obviously we feed them less treats than the usual one but um yeah (laughs) and i suppose the flip side of that too i've seen water conditioning used in racehorses is hydrotherapy used for athletic conditioning for animals Yep, yep. So your agility dogs, we see working dogs, so police, customs, those sorts of dogs that, you know, they have a, their job is, they're, you know, obviously they're on the go all the time and they need to be able to cope with quite a high workload and high impact exercise. So we do see those dogs as well for um, strengthening, conditioning as well. Unfortunately, certainly the customs dogs, they come, come across slippery floors at the airport. You know, you can imagine them skating around on those all day. They need to be able to cope with the different turns and twists that they have to do and jumping and things so it's really helpful for them to be able to come and just work out any kinks that they might have or just keep an eye on them and make sure that we're looking after them because they've got a really important job to do so we want to make sure that they can do it with no injuries. How about pain relief I'm just thinking a a day spent in the garden or when I was playing rugby or riding motorbikes one of the best things to do was to come home and just lay down in a bath is there's pain relief coming to what you're doing? Yeah, absolutely. And we do we do a lot of soft tissue work as well within the hydrotherapy session. So as well, before the dog even gets in, in the treadmill, we have a showering area where we can use nice warm water to kind of, it's almost like a pre uh, a pre-treadmill warm up, if you like, where we can put the warm water over their, over their muscles and assess them in that setting as well. And it can give you a really good idea of where in particular is tight or, or if they're not feeling quite comfortable. And then, you know, going into the treadmill, you think, right, I'm going to work on XYZ. This dog's got really tight forelimbs from, you know, it's been racing down the stairs a lot this week or something, or this dog's got a really, um, really tight hip flexors because it's been leaping around after a Frisbee. So there's lots of things that can contribute to muscle tightness, but um, absolutely the warm water is just so, like you say, it's just so soothing and um, comforting as well so I think it really helps them. Now I would assume that you work in pretty closely with the vets and with the physios with what you're doing. So yeah our surgeons before the dogs even recovered they are telling the nurses to book the dog in for an inpatient physio plus minus hydro so dogs can come for hydrotherapy as soon as they're suture site is um, appropriate so 10 to 14 days post-op once they've had their sutures removed if it's appropriate for their complaint they can come and and start their hydro so it's quite a quick turnaround if if that's something that owners are keen on and we certainly you know once they see all the photos on the wall when they're coming for physio they think oh wow gosh you know lots of different dogs all shapes and sizes and from all walks of life come and come and do some hydro in some shape or form. If people have got an animal which they think may benefit from hydrotherapy, if they've got an old arthritic dog or an overweight dog, do they need to go through a veterinarian or a physio to get in contact with you? Or can they just get in contact with their registered hydrotherapist or trained hydrotherapist and take it from there? There's nothing stopping people from contacting us directly. We usually 
do ask if the dog hasn't come through a physiotherapist directly we would recommend you know go to your local vet even just flick them an email or have a chat over the phone and just say look I'm thinking I'd like to do some hydro can you please refer me on I would never I'd never see a dog without having the history from the vets a lot of times as well we tend to get the dog in for an initial physio consult anyway because it's likely that there's lots more we can do even a home exercise program that can be done even if you just they just come once for physio they can continue that home exercise program and have that in their toolbox at home to think to say oh look you know they're not having the best day or they're not kind of firing at their best at the moment let's let's continue with physio but absolutely the the hydro is um, definitely an ongoing thing and we, we have dogs that they've had, had their surgery maybe a year ago but the owners just love that the dogs love it and they love checking in with us so a dog might come every month or every six weeks just to just to make sure that they're keeping on top of everything, especially if they're younger and they're maybe they've had a surgery or they've had some sort of injury and they're back to daycare or they're back to doing all their crazy things. They just want to make sure that there's no further injuries from compensating because dogs are amazing at compensating and not telling us when things are a bit sore. <laughs> so here we have another really useful weapon in our animal health arsenal. If you would like more information on hydrotherapy, I have put a link on our website, which you will remember is vetpodcast.weebly.com, to the New Zealand Association of Canine Hydrotherapists. There is also a link to the physiotherapy practice that Hannah works from. To find us on Facebook, Twitter or Instagram, just search at Vet Podcast and like us while you are there. Subscribe to us on your usual podcast player and if you enjoyed the podcast, please rate us on your player and share us with your friends. Our website is vetpodcast.weebly.com Weebly is W-E-E-B-L-Y or email vetpodcast at gmail.com